Now, we've been journeying towards the cross and we are here on Good Friday, a journey that has taken us through a number of the stories of Jesus. And over those weeks that we've been exploring this, we've been looking at how we can overcome our fears. And today, as we've been hearing the story of Jesus' arrest and trial and coming towards the cross right now, I want us to explore Peter's fear of what was happening, of about plans changed, the fear of loss of direction, and even more personal. How do we overcome our fears that our plans that we've put in place are never going to happen? I want us to think about this from Peter's perspective at the moment. See, Peter is probably the closest of the disciples to Jesus. He was the one that Jesus talked with the most. He was the one that had probably the most interactions with Jesus and and he was arguably one that knew the plans of Jesus as well as any of the disciples. Let me go back over some of Peter's story just really briefly. See, Jesus called Simon. That, That was his name, Simon. And subsequently, he added a name to him, Peter. So we often will call Simon just Peter, or sometimes we'll call him Simon Peter. But Jesus added this name, Peter, to him from the Greek word Petros, meaning rock. And it's on that rock that Jesus was going to build his church. Peter was the one that proclaimed the divine nature of Jesus. He saw that he was the Messiah, he was the chosen one. When he was asked, who did the people say I am? But who do you say I am? He said you were the Messiah, you were the chosen one. Proclaim Jesus' divinity. Jesus was one that declared that he would build the church upon Peter, on Peter, upon this rock. Peter is the one that witnessed, one of the ones that witnessed the divine transfiguration of Jesus in all his glory. Peter heard the teachings of Jesus. Peter saw the the miracles of Jesus. Peter saw the challenge that Jesus gave to the religious leaders to change and, and take up God's kingdom. Peter knew that change was happening. Peter knew that something big was about to happen. But think about this. As he's standing there and seeing people come to take Jesus away, he wants the change to stay and he cuts off the ear of one of the people coming. Think about this for a moment as Peter is standing there in the courts just outside as people are accusing Jesus of many things. Think about it for a moment as Peter is denying even being with Jesus and knowing Jesus out of self-preservation. See, I would hazard a guess that Peter is staying really close to see whether Jesus is going to do another one of these world-changing miracles and break free of all of this and change the situation to use his divine power to overcome Peter would have wanted that. Peter would have wanted Jesus to be free, to release himself, 
and to fulfil the plans that he thought that Jesus had. But when this doesn't take place and the rooster crows the third time and reminds everyone what Jesus has said, the words that he would deny him three times, I bet, I bet fear wells up inside of him, not out of just self-preservation, but all the plans that he thought and he knew that would happen have all fallen away. Plans that he'd been making for himself, plans that he'd been thinking about what it would be like. All changed. Think about it for a moment. What would have it been like for Peter in that moment to think when Jesus said to him, my church is going to be built upon you, think about this for a moment, that that plan has gone. Think about it for a moment that when he thinks that God's kingdom is going to be ushered in through Jesus, he's going, how can it be? Interestingly, to note on this, you know, part of our brain is actually hardwired to look out for things that are of danger, of potential threats. You know, we're hardwired to see the things that are, that are not within our plans, not within our focus. When there are changes to the status quo. You know this happens, and it's it's not just the physical threats; it's it's the threats the threats that happen when what we want to see happens is pushed aside. We get that response. I wonder if you've ever had it the the, the feeling that your chest is tightening when plans aren't going the way you want them. I wonder if you've ever had it when your stomach is churning that things aren't going the right way. That's our primitive response. That's part of our brain hardwired to respond to that change, that threat to what we are perceiving. This is what Peter would have been feeling, not only that he was being threatened personally, but that the plans that he had and seen and the things that Jesus was doing was all going to come crashing down. See, this fear of plans changing, this fear is all too real for each and every one of us and for Peter as he watched. How could he now, having just denied Jesus three times, how could he now believe that Jesus would build the church upon him? How could the future different with Jesus being sentenced to death. It's all too close for Peter, all too real. Pain and overwhelming sadness is what Peter would have actually been experienced and we experience similar feelings when the unexpected changes and our lives are changed because of that. You know what? We know the story of Peter doesn't stop there. We, we know the story of Jesus doesn't stop there. The story of Jesus, the journey to the cross, we know is not about just the death, but it is about Easter and the resurrection. 
We are in the midst of the pain, of the sadness, of the plans that have changed, but we know that Easter is coming. Meaning is going to be given and plans are going to be fulfilled. The journey towards the cross always has its final destination as the resurrection. So in this moment, let us not gloss over the meaning of the cross. Let us not gloss over the pain or the significance that has occurred because of the cross. And let us not forget the price that Jesus paid for our reconciliation back to God. So as we move back into the story of Jesus, back into this journey to the cross and what happens there, as we start hearing the story again from John's Gospel, I want us to pray. And I want us to realise that God changes our plans and that we can overcome that fear and the of the loss of our plans and the change that's happening in front of us because we know God has a bigger plan for us, a bigger plan for our life, a bigger plan for the the pain that we might be suffering now, the fear that we might be suffering now. God can take that away. So as we come into that, as we pray, if you are in the midst of turmoil and upheaval because of what is happening in your life, Realise that pain and that change will not last forever. Realise that God can use that and make amazing things out of that. We know even in the pain and death of Jesus that there is new life given to us. We know that even in the pain and death of Jesus and his burial, we know that he raises again. And so we know God can do so much with us even when Plans have changed. So let's just pray together. Our Lord God, on this Good Friday, that will look different to what has been happening in previous years, or what we may have thought as being the way that it would always be. Lord, help us to see and know that your plans are bigger than ours, that your plans come to fruition. Lord, help us in this time to look beyond what is happening here and now and look towards you. Oh God, may we know your love your grace, your mercy, even in the midst of the suffering that you bore upon yourself, you've given us hope and you give us hope again. May we come to you today, opening our hearts and our minds to your leading. We ask this. In your name. Amen.